book of Luke, chapter 7 and verse 30. Thank you, singers. Thank you, teachers. Thank you, musicians. And thank you, everyone, for what you're doing for the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. The world is at their wit's end. But God is not in trouble. God knows what he's doing in these last days. I said, in these last days, God knows what he's doing. Chapter 7 of Luke in verse 30. Now, I know it's Mother's Day. I know we're all thinking about Mama. But our Heavenly Father in Heaven is thinking about us also. And all the people that heard him, verse 29, and the publican justified God being baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, not baptized of him. Lord, one more time, we're thanking you with hearts of gratefulness for keeping us alive and healthy in this troubled world that we're living in. You've kept us. And this morning we want to praise you and worship your name. Speak to us through thy word. I want to leave here better than I came. Let everyone leave here satisfied in their heart that God has spoken. And we all say amen. Maybe seated. I was thinking about the service this morning about the of the Pharisees. Now, that term Pharisee is not well known today, but in the 4th century B.C., people knew that term very strongly. The Hasidians were a people that rose up to put down Antiochus Epiphany and his idolatry, try to Hellenize Jews into Greek mythology. And a bunch of people rose up and fought against it. I'm not sure what you would do if somebody tried to convert you to a idolatry, which you know is contrary to the word of God, but they rose up and they fought against it. And God gave the upper hand to truth. And so for a while, there was a restoration by the Maccabean family. Truth came back to Israel, and they worshiped God, but not for long. Not for long. And so what happened, all the revival and restoration and reconstruction that had brought back into existence by the, the governor, jo Joshua and Zerubbabel, the priest, and Ezra and Ruth and Naaman, seemingly was in real jeopardy because a prince had risen up from Greece and wanted to overthrow Judaism or the Moses law and try to make the, uh, the Grecian beliefs become uh, incumbent on the Jews. The Jews said, no, we're not going to do that. Now, majority did follow along with the Hellenization of the Israelites. But some people rose up out of that group came a, a people called the Pharisees. They believe in Moses' writing, and that's good. Believe Moses' writing. And they practice Moses' teaching, and that's good. And after them came another group called the Sadducees. And the Sadducees and the Pharisees were two distinct different groups. The Sadducees were of the priesthood, and the Pharisees were the people that believe in the law, 
the Torah of Moses and they believe that they can change it and rearrange it. The, the Sadducee says, no, leave it like it is and we'll take it like it is. And so there's a little difference between the two. Now, the Sadducees don't believe in angels and the Pharisees believe there were angels and they are angels. And so those two groups had differences of opinion. Now, the Sadducees was not as spiritual as the Pharisees it were. And so there's a difference there. Then you got the Erodians, the political religious people that belongs to Herod that were subservient to Rome. And beside them were the Zealotes, which we call terrorists today. They rose up and they fought against Rome, fought against every, every effort to make Israel a, something which they were not. Now, God stopped talking to the nation of Israel. Can you imagine? 400 years God chose not to speak. That is sad commentary. When your God does not want to talk to you anymore. For 400 years. Things were so bad that the priesthood were sold to the highest bidder. Sometimes there were actually two high priests. There's supposed to be one high priest. But you got two high priests. And they're all politically persuaded. There's corruption, nepotism. You name it, they had it. And so God said, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. Now, when you read the book of Malachi, in your book, the last book of the Old Testament, is the book called Malachi. Malachi wrote and told Israel that the Lord whom you seek shall one day suddenly appear and come to his temple, and who shall abide in the day of his coming and his refining. Now, Israel have no idea that's, that's messianic, that's going to happen. In fact, when Jesus Christ was 12 years old, he did show up. <laughs> and they wonder, whose son is this? Well, he's not just a son. That's God manifest flesh. Amen. Dwelling among them. And they were shocked to see, amen, this young lad here in their midst talking and acting like Mr. Wise. Amen. But he was God in whom dwell all the wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And so the Bible has known that the Pharisees sat in the seat of Moses. That means they had all authority, and when they speak, it was like God spoke. Not only did they do that, they do like translators do today. They changed the wording of the law. Out of their revision came the Mishnah and the Talmud. The Mishnah and the Talmud is a substitute for the Torah. And in the Mishnah and the Talmud were traditions. Now here we have a group of people who said they want to serve God. That's good. Desire to live for God. That's good. But when it comes to do it God's way, they did it Cain's way. They said, I will serve God on my turf. On my turf, I will tell God, I know God should be worshipped, but I'm going to worship my way. Now, let me digress for a little bit here. Cain and Abel, two brothers, they want to serve God, which is very good. People want to serve God. Otherwise, you would have idolatry and, and, and idols all around the places because people want to serve God. They know they should. I don't care if they're true or false. They know I should serve what? God. And 
They may not do it the right way, but they're trying to get to God their way. They got their own ladder, their own steps, their own highway to God. Now Cain wants to worship God. So does Abel wants to worship God. And then the Bible tells us that in the process of time, changes take place. You know, the longer you live for God, it's the more adjustment you make in serving God. You get so familiar with God that you think that you can do things, hello, and let God just take it as it is. Well, in the process of time, an idea came to Cain, I don't need to serve God his way. I'm going to do it my way. I'm not sure where the idea comes from, but he's trying an idea. He built an altar, and then he put his sacrifice on there and stepped back and said, God, take it or leave it. Of course, God, take it or left it. Amen. And then now come Abel. Abel came and built his altar. And Abel did it God's way. God's prescription. God announcement. And he stepped back and the fire came. Over here, nothing happened. And so he's angry, he's wrathful, and wonder why. God showed favoritism. God said, no, acceptance is based on conforming to my teaching. If you don't revise my law, I won't revile you. Amen. If you despise my methods and my prescription, then I can't accept you. So the Bible said the fire came and the blessing came upon Abel and he was accepted. Let me tell you, friend, because we want to worship God does not mean that God has to accept what we offer to him. If it's not done by God's prescription, it won't be by God, amen, blessing when the inspection comes. And so the Bible says God rejected Cain. You know what happened to Cain? Cain became wrathful and destructive and killed his brother. The first murder. And so the Pharisees have the same problem. 400 years of no speech from God. Now, you know, people have a way of making up when they don't have their genuine, the counterfeit comes in. The reason why the counterfeit sells so well, there's a scarcity of the genuine. And everybody wants it, but can't find it. They can find it for the word of God. So we got all these different Bibles coming out to us. And we expect to find God in it. In fact, I got a Bible at my home, about four different Bibles in one. And they're all read different to the right one. And they left out things or they added things which are not in the real Bible. Now, and so the Bible know that the Pharisees gained the ascendancy religious wise. And when Jesus came on the scene from a boy he grew up to age 33, he walked 30 miles to submit to the baptism of John. That's a long walk to be conformed to the will of God. John at Jordan baptizing people, that's why Zechariah gave birth to him, and the mission of John was to give knowledge of salvation through baptism and the name of Jesus. John is the one spoken of. Isaiah 40, verse 1 to 3. 
Isaiah 43 and verse 10 talk about this great one coming who would prepare the way for the Messiah. God sent him and said, now I want you to do a thing called baptism. Baptize them. And the purpose is to give the people knowledge of salvation. Let's digress for a little bit here. Go back in time. Now, the Bible stone when Israel was in Egypt, 400 years in bondage to the Egyptian king. They cried. They sighed. God said, I heard it. God gave a man a burning bush experience and sent him to Egypt and gave him a program how to get Israel out. Let me tell you how to find it right in your Bible. Put it on the board, please. The 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Read it for yourself. God told Moses, here is how you're going to get my people free from bondage and from slavery. God gave a prescription, a predetermined plan. On the 10th day of the month of Beb, I want you to get yourself a lamb. On the 14th day, I want you to slay that lamb. I want you to take that blood, mix it with water, and sprinkle it on the doorpost, and tell them don't eat any leaven that day. And they're going to march out of here at midnight. Now, that's God's plan. I want you to imagine this. An Israelite said, I don't want to obey God. I got my own plan. I got my own shield. I got my own sword. I have my own faith. I can get out of Pharaoh's bondage on my own, do my own thing. Would it work? Absolutely not. Pharaoh would take their heads off their bodies. Amen. But God gave a plan. And anybody who wants to be saved out of the Moses way had to obey Moses' prescription. If you had a different plan, that's all right. If you didn't regard God's word, that's all right. But the fact is, when the death angel come by and begin to do an inquisition, if you didn't have the blood applied to your house, and if the blood wasn't applied to your life, and you are not overshadowed by the protective arm of God, you'd be a corpse that night. Do what you want. Do that any way you want to. But when God comes, he's looking for his autograph. He's not looking for some other counterfeit. He wants to genuine. And every house, every house that obeyed Moses did not have one life lost. They were accepted by God and God said, no, that's not enough. I just slayed the lamb, but you're not safe yet. The lamb and the blood kept you from the death angel. But Pharaoh is still coming at you. You need to do one more thing. Hallelujah. I want you to pack your bag, leave all your belongings behind, and get running for your life and run all you can and leave in haste and come down to the Red Sea. Well, I don't want to go to the Red Sea. Well, if you don't want to go to the Red Sea, the chariots are coming, the horsemen are galloping, and you're in danger of losing your life. You couldn't have said, well, the blood is good enough. I don't need the water. Water is not significant. I got the blood. I'm okay. Da, 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 da. It's not going to work. God said, you're going to go all the way. And church says they were baptized into the Red Sea unto Moses. Think about it. 
That was their salvation. You read the rest of that chapter, it tells you they were saved by water. In other words, water baptism is not an extra baggage to my belief. It's not optional. It's not something some ecumenical group or some sorority or fraternity or some religious order can just decide it. We don't need it. It's not necessary. The method and the process is necessary. God has spoken. God has given you a drama to look at. God said, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Didn't say he that believeth is saved and then shall be baptized. That's not what it says. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now, here's Jesus Christ coming to a man called John the Baptist. And John the Baptist already confessed that Jesus Christ is greater than he is. He's not worthy to touch his shoelace. And Jesus walked 30 miles, and you won't walk two pews from where you are to an altar to be baptized. heard me? You won't go up two pieces from here where you are to right here to be baptized and Jesus walked 30 miles. That's how important and significant he put on baptism. John said no sir I'm not going to baptize you amen. If you don't think I'm right read for yourself in, in Luke 178 we know why John came to give knowledge of salvation. Baptism and salvation go hand in glove it does matter how you're baptized. It does matter whose name you're baptized. It does matter who baptized you. They need to have the authority. If they have no authority, what they did is not usable. I can't go out there and play a, a, a judge or a lawyer. I don't have the credential to do it. I could practice it, but I'm illegal. I could practice pharmacy, pharmaceuticals, I could practice dentistry, but I go to jail for it. I'm not licensed and qualified to do it. And anybody who baptizes you better be qualified. They better be certified. They better have the, the authority to do what they're doing because Jesus gives authority to the disciples. And the Bible says, John said, no, I can't baptize you because you're greater than I am. Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. Such it become us. To fulfill. In other words, all the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. You must baptize me. Now, here's why Jesus Christ did that. It's not for his sins. But at age 30, a Jew male entered the priesthood. If he's a Levite. And if he does not, listen now, get immersed in that laver of water he cannot go into the tabernacle the tabernacle is what we call the church today he couldn't go past the door he couldn't go past the lampstand or into the sanctuary he died so it's called the water of separation I'm trying to tell you God's trying to give you a symbolic instance here that water baptism 
separates you from your past. It rolled back your sins, cut it right off, and turn you free and give you rights to enter the ecclesia. The ecclesia is the corporate body, the church of the living God. Except you be born of the water, you're not yet born again. I've never seen a mother gave birth. We have a mother here right now just gave birth a while ago last week to a child. Water was involved. And we know birth is ready when the water breaks. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you there's an angel in the service today on the trouble of the water. And when you step in that water, honey, there'll be a break that's take place. I'll break you from their past uh, and give you a brand new life. Uh, if any man is in Christ's baptism, he's a brand new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and all things become new. I'm trying to tell you, my friend, the dilemma of the Pharisees was they reject the baptism of John. And Jesus and the publicans and the world submitted to it. Beloved, I know people always tell me, Pastor Neil, you're judging us. You're picking up. No, we don't pick on you. You know who condemned the world? It wasn't God. It was Noah. The Bible by which Noah condemned his world. You know how he did it, folks? By water. Peter said the like figure. We're unto baptism. Death now Save us. He was saved by water. How many souls? Eight souls were saved by water. So I'm trying to tell you, my friend, the world is telling you if you want to be saved, all you got to do, accept Christ as your personal Savior and say a little catechism prayer, and now you're born again. It's not true. You've been taken for a ride. You're being robbed on the highway of spirituality. Amen. If you want to get into the kingdom of God, find out how God tells us how to do it. Amen. And don't reject the counsel of God against yourself by being disobedient to the commandment of God. For if the gospel is here, if the gospel is here, if the apostolic gospel is here, it's here to them that are lost, in whom the gods of this world have blinded their minds. So they don't receive the word of God. The gods of this world have deafened their ears so they can't hear and understand. And bound their eyes so they can't see and perceive. And harden their heart that they become untouchables. Unmalleable. But oh God, so the broken heart he will not despise. A brood reed and a smoking flock he won't put aside. If you can understand my friend. I'm here to preach the truth to you and not what the world talks about, but, but what the Bible said. If it's true, it's not new. If it's new, it's not true. It's an old time once delivered to the saints. Uh, you've got to be born again of the water. It's not an issue. It is the only way to God. But the Pharisees stood there and put their nose up and said, does it matter? I can't find anywhere in my Bible where the Bible says baptism doesn't matter. Mark 16, 16, go there. 
This is Jesus talking, the one who walked 30 miles to be baptized. There are people in this building right now, you're not baptized correctly. You know it and God knows it and I know it and the devil knows it. And you're not going to make it in if you don't do it right. You're going to do it your way or the world's way. And that's fine. But when it comes time to go into the promised land, you can't go in. You will be blocked out. Because only one way remission can come. There are not two ways. One way. Think about it, friend. I'm not dealing with RSP right now. Or GIC. I'm talking about your salvation. Your calling. Your election. This is the greatest message you'll ever hear. What must I do to be saved? It's not some mental assent. And they lie to you and me and tell us that when we get baptized, it's optional. And that it's an outward sign of an inward grace. That's not Bible. Here's what the Bible says. Mark 16, 16. He or she that believeth. That's why we don't baptize babies. Because babies can't believe. He that believeth and is baptized. This say he's saved. He says, shall, future, shall be saved. Hallelujah. The brother talking about jeopardy this morning. A lot of folks in this building are in jeopardy. Of trying to enter in and shall not be able to. Because the water of separation is the water that gives you, my friend, membership in that royal generation. Water baptism is the means by divine regeneration. Amen. We are buried with him. Not sprinkled with him. Not poured with him. We are buried with him. I'm, I'm preaching an apostolic message. I'm preaching the book. I'm in the Bible. I'm not giving you catechism. I'm not giving you traditions. I'm not acting like the Pharisee with the Talmud and the Mishnah. I'm in the word of God that was once delivered to the saints. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved if they continue in the faith. Because we always have to worry about 1 Corinthians 10. They were baptized in the cloud and in the Red Sea. But they didn't continue. And what happened to them? They perished. The Pharisees snuffed at it. I'm going to challenge this church right now. I'm going to ask every one of you that know you're saved and think you're saved. I don't need to do it because I'm not ready. I want you to serve you in every church in this city. Do a church a serving, please. Before you criticize me and you condemn what I'm preaching, do your own survey. Do your own homework. Like you would do before you buy a car, you check it out. Before you choose a bank, you check it out. Why don't you go to your salvation? Why give some due diligence and search? Why assume? Death comes so quickly. There's no repentance in the grave. There is no purgatory. 
There's no baptism for the dead like some teachers. You can't baptize by proxy to save anybody. Once a tree falls, it lies there and remains. If you're filthy, you stay filthy still. If you're holy, you stay holy still. The way you go down, that's the way you get up. My friend, I'm going down in the name of Jesus. I'm going down in water like Philip and the eunuch did. And they both went down in the water. And he came back up rejoicing. There has to be a difference when you go down and when you come up. Baptism means submerging into the name. There is a name. There is no other name given among men whereby we can and must be saved. I'm trying to tell you, my friend, there's only one name given. And when you put that name, the blood is applied. I've given blood tests before. I've been subjected to it. Those people put my blood like a vampire. Several tubes full. I never gave enough food to replace it. They sent me up with a stick in my hand. But you know what they wanted before they had me leave? They want to put a name with the blood. You find the blood, there's a name with it. And the name with that blood is not Father. The name with that blood is not Son. The name of that blood is not Holy Ghost. Because, church, lots of people in the hospital gave blood with the title Father. A whole lot gave blood with the title Son. A whole lot gave blood with the title Husband. But that's not good enough for the laboratory. They're looking for a name. What name come with that blood? And that name is the name of Jesus. There is no other name given. Whereby you must go down. We are buried with him. Not them. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of our sin. If you reject that, you are rejecting the counsel of the apostolic ministry. Well, I bless my baby and I may sprinkle water in my baby's forehead. That's not baptism. In heaven, it don't worth nothing. Hello? I was in one country and I said to some bunch of preachers, I said, I want to ask you a question, gentlemen. I'm here to teach a seminar. There's the Bible, and there's me. Who would you believe the most? Me, will I tell you today, or the Bible? They all scream, the Bible! Not knowing I'm going somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, now, if religion... And the Bible is in contrast. Who would you listen to? I said, the Bible. Would you? I said, now, if you're bishop or you're a pastor, and the Bible is in comparison, who would you listen to? The Bible. Oh. I said, now, I want one more question. I said, if you had to listen to Jesus or the apostles, 
Which one will you listen to? They said, Jesus! I said, if that's true, then your Bible ain't worth nothing. Because Jesus never wrote a Bible. Show me. He didn't write your Bible. I said, Jesus did not write one chapter in your Bible. You can't find one place where he put his autograph and said, here's my pen. I'll tell you what he said. I pray not for these disciples only, but for you and me that shall believe on him, Jesus, through their word. Now, I don't mind telling you, a lot of people despise this church. Probably despise me too and feel sorry for you. They feel I'm leading you astray. And here's my only sin. This is my only sin. I do not baptize people the way they do. I tell you that baptism is essential for salvation. They say it's not. They say, I told you, it doesn't matter the method. They tell you it doesn't matter. I tell you it doesn't matter whose name is called over you. They said, no, 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 it doesn't matter. And they said, I tell you, if you even have the Holy Ghost and you're not baptized in Jesus Christ's name, you're incomplete. You are like a cake half-baked on one side cooked, but the other side gooey, gooey. Gooey, gooey, sticky, sticky. Not work to chew. They said, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they said, you can just be like the thief on the cross. And the church is full of thieves. Who think they're going to steal their way into heaven that way. It's not going to work. Search your Bible, beloved. The thief on the cross, he died before Pentecost. He died at intertestament. He died, my friend. Come on now. In fact, he died before Jesus Christ was resurrected. And all he needed to do was Moses' law. But there was someone higher than Moses' law on earth whose name was Jesus. That you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to what? Forgive sins. While he was on earth, and he had the power to forgive him on the cross. Because the Pharisees kept Moses' law. But except to believe in the Son of God, you'll die in your sins. Put it on the board, please. John 8, 24. They would die in their sins. Now, beloved, hear me. What is the counsel of God? The counsel of God is, the Pharisee says, we don't think it's for us. It's not necessary for us. I was in Jerusalem, in fact, twice now, and every home has a mitzvah. A mitzvah is a pool like we baptize people in. And I asked the question, sirs, why do you have this, and why do you guys do this? He said, every bride before she become the wife of her husband. She had 
to be washed in the mitzvah for her purification and then she was qualified to take on the name of her husband not before but after she's gone through it and I said to him don't you know on the day of Pentecost what happened 3,000 souls asked the question men and brethren what shall we do now I don't care what the authorized version says or the new King James version says or the Pope says or the ecumenical says or even what your bishop says I don't care what your bishop says your bishop the words are flicking around this place I'm telling you what I'm telling you my friend this is the word of God where God says repent some of you some of you mama only everyone every mean all all mean all black white yellow pink green doesn't matter who you are and he shall receive the Holy Ghost hallelujah for the promises to your children amen now if it's not necessary why did Jesus walk 30 miles to get baptized you tell me why now you tell me why before I close why on earth did God wake up Peter from his hunger strike on his roof tell him get on down to the ground beat those Italians where the Pope lives today in Rome hello and say go meet those guys I send them to you because you got the keys you got the keys to the kingdom and do as they say nothing doubting well he ended up in a man's house called Cornelius in Caesarea that's European yeah you with me and he said why did you call for us read your Bible it says I am sent here to preach repentance and remission of sins in his name Luke 24, 44 to 48 says that. Turn the reef for yourself. That repentance and remission of sin. Church, does it matter? I'm going to tell you. I'm not offended, but I'm going to tell you, folks. You are running a contemptuous risk. Not making the change. I'm going to ask everyone of you today. Call the pastor who baptized you. Get on the phone. If he's dead, go to the cemetery and ask him right there too. I don't care what you have to do. Whatever you got to do, find out. You know, when you go to university and go for a new job or a new college, they ask for transcript. I want you got a transcript on how you were buried. I'm a pastor. I bury people. I have to have a death certificate that certifies they're dead. I want you go and ask the man of God who's, who is in your life, who's advising you, how did you do it? In what name? By what method? Honey, when you're done, go check the record. The vital statistics of the, your soul is your Bible.
When I marry somebody in this church, the vital statistics tell me I want you within a few days recorded with authority. Ezra and Nehemiah said there are some people who sought the record for birth. They couldn't show them the record of their birth. Except ye be converted, the apostolic method, your name is not on the roll. Membership is not birth. This church don't have a membership. Folks ask me, can I be a member? I said, what? This ain't a club. This is not a club. You know, John Mike's church, you're born again. If you're not born again, you're nothing. Absolutely zero. And we don't need your money. You got a record of your birth. When I go across the states, they ask me for citizenship. What record do you have? What government, amen, display do you have that you are? Confessing and possessing is two different things. I'm trying to tell somebody here, the Pharisees have a dilemma on their lives. Because Jesus Christ said to them, how shall you escape the damnation of hell? That's terrible. But Jesus said to somebody, I would hate him tell me that. Let me tell you, friend, I've been to churches where preachers lie about the coffin. The guy in hell is crying out, get off it, preacher. Turn your car on right and tell the people the truth. I'm lost. You didn't tell me the truth. You gave me the wrong signal. I'm going to ask you right now, will you stand up with me? Which of you in this building, mothers and fathers and brothers, your son want to go to university and you take that same attitude and said, son, it costs 50 grand to educate you. I don't care which one you should go to any university you want to. Or would you check out the record that they're accredited? Everybody in our world, Buddhist, Muslim, Pentecostals, Baptist, Catholic, you name them, atheists, they all want to worship a God. I said they all have their altar. Every church in town have a God. This one does too. And we all have an altar. But church, 850 prophets don't mean you're right. Because Elijah, he alone stood. And he put down the plan of God. He put it down and he stepped back. He said, this battle will be determined by water and fire. Let the God that's true baptize this altar with water and fire. And don't you put any down right here. Shukamahaya. Outnumbered by 850 false prophets. Praying all day, beloved. All day, all night. Nothing happened. But a simple man of God Dressed in camel's hair. Feeding on uncultured diet. Wild honey. 
Amen? And locusts. That's not your kind of debonair kind of preacher, right? No, the guy with the wavy hair and the blue eyes, right? What do you want, right? You get one. The devil knows how to come to you looking like you want him. Dressed up. Cute looking stuff. Huh? Eloquent. Can sway off your feet. But never touch your heart. I see that old guy rose up and walked up. No water. No fire. Just lift his hand towards heaven. Oh, God of Abraham. Sixty full words. Not sixty-four minutes. Sixty-four words. Hallelujah. And fire and water mingled together. When you come to this altar and you submit to God's counsel, I promise you the Holy Ghost baptism of fire. As you go down in that water, that watery grave, we baptize you in water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And honey, when you do that, angels going to dance and do the Watusi and jam with the Lamb in heaven over one sinner repenting. Hallelujah. If God woke up a man called Philip, Send him way in the Gaza desert, beloved. All the way in the Gaza desert. Why, Lord? Just to baptize one lousy Ethiopian that didn't want to serve the gods of his country. You trying to tell me I'm wrong? Give me 50 years from now, beloved. And we'll meet again at the throne. Would you bow your heads right now? I know how you were baptized. I know exactly how you were. That pastor who baptized you said, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And that's what he did. And some today, just to compromise, says, I now baptize you in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ. There's two ways. Another one said, I now sprinkle you and make a sign of the cross. And some get a hose and pour you. Beloved, I'm asking you in the name of justice. Don't reject the counsel of the scripture. It's not in the Bible. Acts 2.38, they did it in water in the name of Jesus. Acts 8.16 was in the name of Jesus. Acts 10, 44 to 48 was in the name of Jesus. Acts 95 to 6 was in the name of Jesus. Acts 22, 60 was in the name of Jesus. I don't care where you go, it's all in the name of Jesus. Whatever you do in words or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. You say, well, well, I talk in tongues. Friend, that's not good enough. Cornelius had the Holy Ghost before he was baptized. And Peter said, you're incomplete. And he commanded him, not begged him, Command. That's a military term. You must or you're lost. But I got the Holy Ghost. You're wrong. You must be born of the water and the Spirit. And then I want to talk to you, compromising church. Just to be accepted, you commingled with Baal worshipers. You're wrong. You're wrong, friend. I say, you're wrong. If Egypt was the answer, you'd have died in Egypt. But God didn't want you to die in Egypt. 
He wants you down in the promised land. You know what Joseph said? When the Lord come, take my bones out of here. I don't belong here. Who is God talking to right now? Please, I'm asking you, be honest with yourself. I'm not just trying to get you wet. I'm not just trying to, to be insulting. I just know your soul needs respect. Your soul needs to be honored. Your, your belief system must be, must be rewarding. Step out and say, Lord, Lord, I'm going to submit to your counsel. The Pharisees died in their sins because they would not. But John the Baptist's disciples in Acts 19 met some Pentecostals who said, you know, John, come to give you knowledge, but we want to give you the thing itself. And they were gladly baptized in the name of Jesus. Anybody here today? What about your children? Anybody here? Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body and forevermore abide. Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body and forevermore are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Well, come and be baptized into the body and forevermore. Now, for his, hear him. I've had some friends in the States, in particular. It was rampant in California. It reached as far as to Washington. Amen. And I got some letters from some people. Said, do you have any material on the Yahweh movement? Now, folks, hear me now. We have records of Jesus' name baptized people being rebaptized in the name of Joshua, Yahweh, and a whole lot more nonsense. That's called apostasy. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, through us all, in us all. You better love this and hate the rest. And don't worry about who don't like it. Because church, when my mother went down in her grave, her husband couldn't help her. I preached my mom's funeral, but I couldn't help her. Is what she did when the preacher told her what to do. Amen. And you know what? He came to her village and preached to her the baptism in Jesus' name. An old Baptist family came from. They persecuted her. Whipped her, beat her up, and gave her a hard time. But as a young girl, she decided in her mind, I'm going to stick with the message in the Bible. And that's how she died. Before her pastor died in the States, 
he wrote to my mother in England and says, are you still in the faith? I'm going to ask you guys, are you still in the faith? The world says it doesn't matter. Just turn your radio on. Go on the website and hear him tell him, say with me, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for dying for my sin. Da, 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 da. He said, now you're born again. You're a brand new Christian. Not true. Not true. It's like buying a PhD down in New York. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as you can see, everybody in this church has been baptized in Jesus' name. As you can see, Lord, everybody is being filled with the Holy Ghost. And everybody in this building is rapture ready. And, I, and I'm glad, God, that they're rapture ready and they're filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad that that's the way they feel. And, Lord, sincerely in my heart, that's what I hope is true. Because no man can enter in except he's born again. No man can see the kingdom of God. And thank you for sending John to teach us the method and the way. Thank you for the apostles who demonstrated it in action. And thank you for the cloud of witnesses that we have given to us. We can't deny the fact. They were all buried in the name of Jesus. And we're seeing with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with other tongues, as the Spirit give utterance. Lord, no mother in this building gave birth without water. And no church can give birth to its candidate without the use of water. That baby was not sprinkled. That baby was for nine months was in that water and that birth only took place when that sack released that baby and water first came then the baby came and Lord if there's going to be any baby in this church they must come through the water grave the sack must be broken and you send the Holy Ghost in fire and Lord every mother in this building they know that a baby is either a stillbirth or a living child. If there is no sound, then that baby is a dead baby. But if that baby makes a sound, then there's life in that baby. And Lord, everyone that's born again, make it a sound. And that sound, Lord, that baby can't explain that sound. And those who hear it can't explain what the baby is doing. All they hear is a sound. So is everyone that will be born again in this church. Lord, you got to, we have no membership to offer anybody. What we have is a new birth to offer to people. To be born again, be justified by the Spirit. And there must be a sound coming from well of salvation. Where they speak in other tongues as the Spirit give utterance. And Lord, it doesn't matter if they speak with the tongues of men or of angels. As long as we hear that sound. That language from heaven. Would you confirm your word, God, as I pray for every family here, that we'll all be ready when you come. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Brother Alexander, would you pray? Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, 
Hallelujah. God, or our own understanding, Lord Jesus, or our intellect, Lord God. Well, let us, Lord God, look in your word, Lord Jesus. God, and see, Lord God, what you would have us to do, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, my God. Oh, God, we want to make it, Lord Jesus. God, we don't want to go part of the way, Lord Jesus. Oh, we don't want to go the full distance, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God. Lord, so it behooves us, Lord Jesus, that we need to, Lord God, follow, Lord God, your full gospel plan, Lord Jesus. I'm so glad, Lord Jesus, that you didn't just leave it, Lord God, up to our own thinking, Lord God. God, you didn't leave it, Lord God, up to a committee, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, but you gave us your word, Lord Jesus, Santo, so that we wouldn't be lost, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, so that we wouldn't, Lord Jesus, be without an answer, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus, I pray, Lord, that each and every one of us, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Lord God, in our hearts, Lord. Have that way. Lord Jesus. Oh God, that we consider, Lord Jesus, my God, that question, Lord Jesus. Jesus what must we do to be saved, Lord Jesus? What must we Hallelujah, do? Hallelujah, God, and if we all, Lord God, oh God, come, Lord Jesus. Yes. With a heart of humility, Lord God. She come understand, Lord Jesus, that we need to follow, Lord Jesus. Oh God, you prescribe word, Lord Jesus. God, we need, Lord Jesus, to be baptized in your name, Lord in Jesus. In your name. Hallelujah, God, to have our sins remitted, Lord Jesus. Sprinkling, Lord God, she will hut. not do, Lord Jesus. Though the titles, Lord Jesus, will not do, Lord Jesus. She we need your name, Lord God.